talk about what just happened. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Into the slot, chance now. Here's a shot, Juice had it knocked away. Hockenpock couldn't get a shot. Loose puck in front, a shot scores! Adam Henrique. You can't stop Yanni Hockenpah. You can only hope to contain him. And the Maple Leafs, they lose again. What an unreal California trip going 0-2-1, scoring three goals. A lot of sarcasm from my voice after a 2-1 loss at the Honda Center to the Anaheim Ducks. Brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590. The fan Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic. Where uh, you can chime in on Twitter, Sam McKee and Josh Santos behind the glass. Gord Stelic, where would you like to begin on this Picasso tonight? Uh, I like the Yaki Hackenpah. You can't even say Nobody can Yanni say his Hackenpah name because he's that reference. irrelevant in hockey. Yeah. You can know, we what, start there, Gord? With the Anaheim Ducks, there's a lot of guys they're calling up. You know, they're playing out the string. So, okay, so first to put it in context, then I'll tie it into the walk to the subway. San Jose game, we talked about the fact the problem with the Leafs has been... Their losses have been seemingly monumental. You do a good thing, you win three in a row, then you have that San Jose game. Before you had the Carolina game, you had the Pittsburgh game, the Chicago game, the <laughs> um, Florida game. Too many games. And two Florida games, actually. And that, and we just said, that's the problem. You know, they when they win, they win, it's great. And then when they lose, it's not like these close games that they lose. Well, last two nights they've lost, albeit last night was in a shootout. So they were close games. And tonight was just 2-1. And you can say they competed... In both games, you really can, but this isn't what this team is about. So I am walking to the subway, bored out of my mind. <laughs> and if you are walking the subway now, you got to make sure you don't fall asleep. And all of a sudden, it goes back and forth, back and forth. And then whenever the guy wakes you up and says, "Hey, you've been riding the subway for two hours because you've been asleep," and um, yeah, that's my walk to the subway. It's called the sleep in the subway. It's, geez, uh, you know, this team that got eight consecutive road games, at least four goals a game. Team record, team record for that. And that's the t- what's what the team's about. We should be talking about 5-4 losses or something. You know, so once again, they've put themselves not behind the eight ball, but they a chance to get a bit of a cushion, and they've bleeped the bed in California. California dreaming is the California nightmare. Exactly. And uh, so the Maple Leafs have 13 games remaining in this season. They're five points up on the Florida Panthers. The Cats have two games in hand. And tomorrow's Roberto Luongo night. It's uh, the Panthers and the Montreal Canadiens. They'll retire Luongo's number one to the rafters. But, Gordon, for a second. Jacob Larson, Michael Delzato, Brendan Gooley, Matt Irwin, Christian Juice, and your boy, Yanni Hockenpah. That, yeah. was, that was defensive display for the record books tonight from yeah. the Anaheim Ducks. Yeah, you you got Morgan Riley out, but they got Hampus Lindholm. Against and so it goes, four guys so who make $40 million, and, and they scored one goal on, an, on a superb back check by Willie Nylander, who I thought was great in this game, was last night against yes. LA. It's yes. unacceptable. How many, I don't have any other words to put it. How many shots? Willie got nine shots last night, and tonight... Willie came to play. He came to play for sure. He got five shots tonight. Yeah, it's they're not even getting chances. That's last... no disrespect to those six, by the way. They're but just... There's three games that the goaltending's been outstanding. And, you know, back, we've been dying for the goaltending to be outstanding. Freddie went through a um, a malaise. 
Yes. Michael Hutchinson proved not to be His what career has you been wanted. in malaise, yes. You know, but he, hey, good on him. He won in Colorado, so good I'm happy job. for that. But good I mean, job, Michael. the goaltending was a problem. And you're not going to win games if you're not getting goaltending. Mm. They got great goaltending in these three games. They got great goaltending. Not good. Not good. They got great. And tonight, they're not, they're not, never mind not getting goals. They've had two games. They're not getting scoring chances. The San Jose game, they just played terrible. They got two goals. The last goal is that dipsy doodle, ph- phenomenal goal by Mitch Marner. Well, that's sorry. They got one tonight. But I mean, before that, yeah, I, I just. Um, Let me ask you this question. Have the Maple Leafs become too predictable, Gord? Because there are so many players on this roster, and we watch the game a lot. Maybe we're not good references here. But you know what's happening before it happens. The captain and peel around, for example, like you know it's coming. Pierre Engvall, the same thing. The drop pass on the power play. That power play was horrendous in this game. Like they. Usually you get a power play and it gives you momentum. It actually detracted from anything the Leafs had going in this game, which didn't anyways. But it, it was just an overwhelming display or lack thereof of, of offensive composure from the Maple Leafs in this game. It, it really, really, you know, this is like an elite level of disappointment to me because there's so much star power on this roster and they just struggle to generate anything offensively in this hockey game. And, you know, as I try to keep context, yeah. uh, they had not been shut out this season. Now they've been shut out twice. Or, no, sorry, they haven't been shut out. But they got two <laughs> goals. I feel like a shutout tonight. I really it's been do. a late one. Now that Nylander well, scored late. Yeah, he scored late. I, I just, I said to you, I don't think they're ever going to score again. <laughs> they did. Like, it, it, and he 144 like, minutes and 33 seconds, by the way. It just had that oomph about it that, I mean, the biggest save was one on Getzlaff by Campbell. I mean, so, yeah, I... I Geez, the power play seems predictable of late. But we're coming off a week where they had three strong efforts, three real good games. They did not win and fluked it last week. They won three real important games, and now they give it back. The only good part is Florida's not really taking it. You know, we'll, we'll find out if that changes. Yeah. Well, we'll find out. But, yeah. I mean, Florida right now is not really taking it. So that old word Montreal's about you control entire, your destiny. Montreal's entire lineup is out. So I would expect the Panthers to win tomorrow. Yeah, and they don't, you know... New York Rangers, Columbus, yeah. Islanders. They're they haven't all, done themselves any favors. They're all in this metropolitan division. I, I just, now we get a long break, and I, I, I'm just tired. Of, I, like, yeah. the problem is we got nothing really to offer. We, we are like Kyle Dubas at trade deadline, and that's where I think Brendan Shanahan <laughs> said, you know, Rosen. you know, this guy's got nothing to say, <laughs> you know, and I got to speak up. And Brendan did. Brendan, you know, spoke as president. I thought I, I like hearing Brendan speak. Brendan's got a plan. It's He's in charge of the plan. It's a big-picture plan. What's the plan? Uh, about winning the Stanley Cup, but he also understands that it doesn't necessarily happen in the time frame maybe the average fan wants it to. So he's nonplussed that, mm. you know, he'll, he'll be disappointed the way this season's gone so far. He'll be incredibly disappointed if they don't make the playoffs. But, you know, he kind of gets it that pro- there's further tinkering needs to be done and they're not as close as people think. And he's okay with that. So the Maple Leafs fall a 2-1 here in regulation again to the Anaheim Ducks. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. You're listening to Leafs Nation post-game. The Maple Leafs, as Gord mentioned, off now till Tuesday night when they host the uh, division, uh, second team in the division, one of the top teams, of course, in this league, the Tampa Bay Lightning, looking for some retribution after the Maple Leafs went into Amelie Arena a couple weeks back and won that game. Just last week, seems like seven years ago. But, Gord, the next six of seven on home ice, make it a house of pain. Let's talk positivity, Gord Stella. Yes, the house of pain. Let's make it a house of house pain. House of Vago is more like. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, you got Tampa Bay, you got Nashville. Uh, I mean, then it becomes a blur to me, but just <laughs> whatever it may be. I mean, they came back for the All-Star break, won tough games in Dallas and Nashville. 
they seem they won what seemed to be tough games last week. So it doesn't yeah. seem to be the caliber of the opponents. It's if if you want to play your game and you're the Toronto Maple Leafs and you're firing at all cylinders and you got that offense going, your defense isn't irrelevant, but your defense isn't stressed just because you are just killing it offensively. And um yeah, that's what hasn't happened for three games against an inferior inferior teams in California where you know, we're talking to our good buddy Mark Osborne, who's a scout for the LA Kings, and just, you know, he's pro Kings, but he understands what they're doing and that their record isn't that good. And he was just talking about the Florida Panthers going through a couple of weeks ago and said, well, you know, they're going to get like probably five out of six points. I think they got four. I'm not sure. But then they went in a bit even more of a swoon, and that's what you thought for the Toronto Maple Police. It's, uh, it's an easy four out of six points, but if you get one goal in two games combined, uh, that's not going to happen. It's kind of laughable, to be honest, that they just went into California and picked one point up against three teams who are not destined for the Stanley Cup playoffs playing for pride right now. And if you you pride yourself on, on being a substantial team in this league and one of the upper echelon teams, that's that's a, a tough way to show it for this Maple Leafs team. But again, there are 13 games remaining. And I just think it's sort of laughable at this point and uh, kind of worrisome as well that we're still talking about response this time of year, right? Like, Let's see how the Maple Leafs come out on Tuesday night against Tampa. Is there going to be a response after this terrible road trip, Gord Steller? Yeah, uh, we are, <laughs> and it's legit, and it just means that, yeah, they're they're not where we thought they are. They're, they're, not, they're not where Gord Steller thought they were. They're not where <laughs> Nick Alberga thought they were, and they could. I still believe they will make the playoffs, and if they win a round, then it will cure all ills, but that's a false cure. But the fans will be happy over the summer, but I think there's an understanding. I was talking to George Russick about it earlier that – in Brendan Shanahan's case, and he does not he detest the word Shanahan, does not like it. He never coined it himself, but fans believe in it that the foundation has been has been the concrete been poured incredibly perfect. But now I have no idea how big the condo is he's building, but whatever floor they're on, they're having problems. Yeah. There's inferior quality. They ran out of good material. They Classic ran out of financing. Condo. Yeah. You know, just yeah. that kind of thing. There's just that part about it. The Colorado trade really hasn't worked out. Uh, you got you. You handcuff yourself with the contracts. You can say, "Well, that's crying over spilled milk." No, it 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 it's fact. You know, it's fact. It happened, but yeah, but it also handcuffs your ability to get players a certain money and on and on and on. And um, yeah, this this is just we're not here to make excuses. No, and, and uh, there are none. And also, we're not here to bury them either because they they're not buried. But boy, do you guys give a bleep? Like, you know, you competed the last two games. I'll give you that. But how come, how are you not getting scoring chances? How did you, how did you not get scoring chances in the third period against the Zamboni driver when he came in? And you kind of shrugged that one off, gave Carolina credit for how they played. And then you're looking at a West Coast trip that you're going fine. You won three in a row and you can't, you can't do anything offensively. You can't do anything. You cannot, you cannot create a significant, never mind goals, but scoring chances. Yeah, perhaps I'm being a bit distasteful, but when I watch Maple Leafs hockey as of late, it reminds me of when I play beer league hockey. I'm truthfully out there for a skate to get a nice sweat on, a sweat on maybe score a goal, maybe get an apple too and call it a day, have a beer in the locker room after. And sadly, this is the National Hockey League where the Stanley Cup is on the line, making the Stanley Cup playoffs is is a vast importance for this team right now. And they just look very, very pedestrian with lack of response and lack of urgency. I'm yeah. sorry to say it. I hate it to phrase it that way, but I mean that's that's what I see through these eyes. Well, and we never. That's not questioning their heart, no, uh, their work ethic, it's just or like their it, compete that effort. That oomph is not. And there. I just think that I go back to it. 
Kyle, excuse me, uh, Sheldon Keefe's line about the team being immature is a great line. It's just about the youth needs to be served nowadays. The youth is a real strength of theirs, but it seems like the youth doesn't quite get what it takes, 82 games, 60 minutes a game, to get to that next level to be like Patrice Bergeron and the Boston Bruins, to have the guys that are just as talented, are younger, but yet another year, they didn't get closer. Yeah. Maybe they took a step sideways. Maybe they took a step backwards to be that kind of team. And to be fair, I mean, that narrative stuck with Alex Ovechkin until he was like 30 and then finally won the Stanley Cup. He was always looked at as that selfish guy, at least in my world. I used to rip on the guy all the time, wins the Stanley Cup, and he blocks shots now. And he he knows what it takes. And I think until they realize that, there are going to be hiccups. And this this season's been a big-time hiccup, and we'll see uh, if, if a switch is flipped and, and they find their way here. But... You're right. Like adversity is part of this game. And again, we're not making excuses. Just ask Steve Eiserman, another prime example of a guy. It yeah. took a while to finally get to that summit. And that's part of the experience Brendan Shan- Shanahan yeah. has being exactly. a close friend of Steve Eiserman's teammate and then winning with a guy that didn't win for a lot of years. Alexander Ovechkin in 2010 was there the Yaroslav Halak year yeah. that the Montreal Canadiens Halak, the Washington Capitals, who were far and away the best team in the NHL yeah. that year. Uh, people are saying, oh, yeah, Ovi's just got one move. Everyone's figured out it was one move. I mean, just the bleeping on him was now unbelievable. Now he's the best goal scorer of all time. But he carried on that way, too. Yeah. But, but it got in people's mind about not having that next level of success. So it took a long more time. It took eight more years for him to get it, to win the Stanley Cup. And, the, and Brendan Shanahan understands that. He just understands that, you know, there's many different solutions. There's many different finishes for this year, including disappointment. And it's not a sexy thing to come back at it and – you don't well. You you don't just shake it off. You try to find ways to grow and improve, which they evidently haven't found this season. But that could be a result. And he's not going to lie in the fetal position and whatever. Just understand that it's been part of the process in him getting Stanley Cup rings. And you mentioned Ovi. It's a great example about mm-hmm. the Washington Capitals. Positive notes: the back check A by Willie Nylander, number two. The finish. And by the way, so John Gibson to get hurt in a hockey game. I love the guy. Always hurt. Gets hurt in this game. But they score in Ryan Miller. And the first career 30-goal season for Willie Nylander, where all the haters scored. Because, again, this guy's maybe been the bright light on this three-game miserable road trip into California. I think Nylander's played with a lot of intensity. He was good in L.A. Uh, 14 shots in two games um, in, in, in SoCal here. Yeah, no question about it. And the other thing is this defense score, they got Cody CC back, but hey, you, you didn't give up a lot of goals. Like that's the thing. If you would have told me the amount of goals they're going to give up on this trip, yeah. I would have predicted three wins. Exactly. So here we're talking about excellent goaltending, solid team D, Willie Nylander being about the only guy doing anything offensive. That's the part we wouldn't have predicted. But the other two, you know, because that, that's what people complain about. Hey, the Leafs can score. Can they do the other stuff? Well, guess what? They're coming back from a trip with their tails hanging between their legs <laughs> where they did the other stuff and they couldn't score. And they, you know, the goal to the other opposing goaltenders played really well, but they didn't steal games. You know, they got out chance. Leafs just didn't get out gold. They got out chanced. Cody CC Gord, there were seven, five and two without him in the lineup. He comes back, plays just a shade over uh, 14 minutes in this game. I thought he brought you know, what Cody CC brings. Uh, I still got my doubts when it comes to a CC Marincin pairing, but they're making do Lilligren back. Um, loan to the American Hockey League. I doubt we'll see him again this season, barring injuries, of course. Morgan Riley on the men. But 
you know, that's the fascinating thing to me when you look at this road trip. It, they didn't lose these three games because they couldn't keep the puck out of the net. It was more so they could not generate any offense, which is pretty astounding to me. But, I mean, you go through these sort of streaks as a team, and this is a bad time for this team to struggle to score goals. Yeah, and, you know, we put the onus on, as we should, the big names make the big money. But Sheldon Keefe has called out the other guys a number of weeks ago. Yeah that the secondary scoring just hasn't been there. And there was a fun tweet tonight about, has everyone figured out Pierre Engvall's move about taking the puck back? Like just, you know, um, with Alex Kerfoot, the chances haven't been there. And, and, and so it goes and so it goes and so it goes. You know, just uh, every now and then you need your goaltender to steal you a game. These guys did their best in the three games to do that. They played really well. And every now and then you need the, um, un, not the usual big names to score. And uh, you got none of those names except Nylander doing it on this three-game disastrous West Coast trip. Speaking of big names, uh, Chris Johnson of Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca, and Hockey Night in Canada will drop by from the Honda Centre in about 15 minutes or so, we hope. Um, we'll go inside the locker room. Perhaps we'll hear from Sheldon Keefe as well as the Maple Leafs head home with uh, the tail between their legs after an 0-2-1 California road trip where they were expected to get five or six points and walk away with one. So they have a... A five-point gap between them and the Florida Panthers in the standings. The Panthers have two games in hand. Toronto has 13 games remaining in this season. Next up, Tuesday night at home to the Tampa Bay Lightning following this 2-1 loss to the Anaheim Ducks. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic at the Gold Muzzy at Gord Stelic on Twitter and brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. You're listening to Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Don't worry, we'll turn the lights off when we leave. But we're not done yet. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Chopped in along the boards. Comes back into the slot area. Kept alive by Nylander. Great play. Nylander shoots and scores! What a great play by Willie Nylander! First he saved. A glimmer of hope for the Maple Leafs, number 30 on the season for Willie Nylander, first career 30-goal campaign, all for naught. The Maple Leafs fall 2-1 here in Anaheim, 0-2-1 on this pitiful three-game California trip. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590. The fan, you can follow along on Twitter at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic. A couple things. You know I'm such a social media guru. So um, Mike Harrington covers the Buffalo Sabres. Love that guy. I do too. Did a really, done a really good job. Called out Sam Reinhart and they played well after that. <laughs> it's true. Um, <laughs> his tweet is, you think you're frustrated by the Sabres? You could be a Leafs fan. After beating Tampa Bay, Florida, Vancouver, the Leafs just lost to San Jose, LA, Anaheim and scored only three goals in three games. Good thing for them that Florida, Montreal and Buffalo can't get out of their own way. And that really sums up where the Leafs are right now. And yep. then, where, where is it here? Um, someone tweeted, Terry Koshin. Mitch Marner suggests, this is post-game, the Leafs should stay off social media. Like, this is the old days when, you know, you're blaming the media. I'm not saying, you know, like, for being the problem. Like, I, I worked in a regime that blamed other people, started deflecting, and I'm not taking a shot very at Mitch true. Marner. Uh. I, think, I, think, I think Mitch is very... Um, open about trying to think things through his head because I think he's baffled. This should have been this should have been another fun year. And um, so, yeah, if you are on social media, 
way back when, Terry Crisp, and I'm going back decades ago, but yes. he, he did win a Stanley Cup with the Calgary Flames. But there were one or two disappointments, and he kidded that after a disappointing season that you had plenty of backyard barbecues, meaning you didn't go about town, and you had a tape deck rather than a radio in your car. You did not listen to the radio. So, um, yeah, I don't, I, don't understand. I don't know what their social media presence isn't. Uh, you're best not to be like a Cleveland Browns player who basically had spewed expletives after a game in their disastrous year and got himself cut. Remember that? Basically said, I'm coming after you, Nick Albergi, a bleep and bleep and bleep, whatever the guy was. And I don't watch football, it's a joke. Yeah, um, but it was the social media thing. So. Yeah. No, you're right. I, I like the comparison there. By the way, speaking of social media, Fire Dubis is now trending after one loss to the Anaheim Ducks. So uh, nobody's freaking out here in this yeah, market. Yeah, and that's why you shouldn't, you know, if that's Stay the... Stay off social media. Well, the whole thing, like, don't, don't read the papers. And I got to admit, you know what? We did read the papers. <laughs> and uh, back then, he'd always say, I don't read the papers, but you read the papers. Oh, for sure. And you, you, you're somebody yeah. who would know. That's but, right. That's true. But they controlled the message now you can, you know, you've got your own website. You got a lot of things that you control the message. Sokolov, you really do. Yeah, you got. Well, don't put Zach it off. Hy Zach it. Hyman, he hasn't put it off. He's had a pretty good season. That's a good point. But um, yeah, so it's just different. So yeah, so what we're saying here is blame it on Bieber. Blame everything on Justin Bieber the last couple of games. That, that's what I'm saying. Imagine how pissed he must be. Like, I don't know how many games he went to. Like, Shut if, out for the first time in his life. What about, you know, I, I always said to you that uh, we, you, know, you can't believe the fans. They're everywhere, right? And last weekend, last week, two of the three games were on the road. The, the Vancouver game was at home. Mm -hmm. But it was great. They go, oh, man, these guys, that went women, that went down to Florida. I like that. I got like they make the dubs. effort go yeah. and the whole thing. That's fun. And then you got some of these people might have gone to all three, but said, hey, you know what I got planned? I'm a big league fan. I'm going to go to three games in California in four nights. And um, this is what you get. It reminds and, me of my time going to the ALCS. Granted, it was the Blue Jays playing in the championship series, but they scored one run in two games in Cleveland. Oh, and God. Like, I hate Trevor Bauer so much. Yeah, I went to one of those games, too. That was oh. just a bad feeling. The beer was great. I'll give Cleveland that. They got great alcoholic beverages, but watching uh, was very, very difficult. And that was so – it wasn't even so the losses on this road trip. It was more more so how unbearable it was to watch these games unfold. Gordon. Like, they were boring games. Well, it's, it's the old thing about – and there's been times about, you know, don't end – Things with uh, end things with a bang, not a whimper. Yeah, this has been a whimper trip. This has been a whimper trip. Kyle yeah. Clifford's had some bang. Willie, oh, I, Willie, I like what Clifford. Willie Nylander's had some bang. Yeah, the goaltenders have had some bang, and the defense hasn't had some bang, but it's been solid enough. But Marincin's actually, you know, I, yeah. I pile on Marincin. He he's been steady enough for me not to pile on. Every every night the defense has been good enough. Every yeah. night of the three games, the goaltending has been outstanding, and we are talking about. One out of six games, and, you know, someone just, again, I can't uh, just say, okay, this is great. This is the playoff style that'll win you games. Well, it's a playoff style that'll win you games if you win the game. One out of six points ain't going to get you in the playoffs, but okay, fair point. If this is the defensive style, that maybe it's more boring, but if it's effective and helps win you games, then the Leafs are showing they can play it. They just can't play it to the degree that they won these three games. A that rock, makes sense. A rock, it does make sense. And a rock and a hard place for sure. Um, something they need to figure out is this power play. And it hasn't just been these these three games. Gord, 0 for 4 in this game. 3 for the last 30. So I ask you this. Morgan Riley expected back. I wouldn't be shocked if he's back on Tuesday night. I mean, it, it, we're almost at a level where you need him, like, yeah. four goal, whatever it's going on, and get him back in this lineup. Um but would you put Riley back on PP1 and move Tyson Berry out of that spot? I know earlier in the year we said the opposite, but Morgan Riley has had some time off. Maybe he's he's 
cleaned his mind and he's ready to go here. Well, it just got healthy would be yeah. the big thing. I think his mind was fine. I think there were some ailments before sure. he got the ailment we all know about that knocked him out. Um, I am a little disappointed that Tyson Berry hasn't been part of, you know, hasn't, hasn't been part of the power play getting its act together. So I'll reserve judgment a little bit, but given the way it's gone, you know, you do want to try something, but also if it's Morgan Riley's first game back, if that happens on Tuesday, you also got to kind of ease him into things. I don't know if you're in a position to do so with 13 games remaining this season after this 2-1 loss to the Anaheim Ducks. We go to Honda Center next and bring in uh, Chris Johnson of Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca, and Hockey Night in Canada. Uh, CJ, I've essentially blamed everything on Justin Bieber. Would you agree? <laughs> no, I'm not putting this on a Biebs. Uh, you know, I think that the Leafs had a little bit of bad luck because we know they can score goals, and it's the goals that eluded them in this game. But, um, you know, a real frustrating stretch and a, and a very disappointing trip. Uh, given where we're at in the schedule and how tight the playoff race is. And you know, I think this is a real challenge for Leafs now to, to find another response. It's something they've done a few times uh, throughout the season, but um, not not a whole lot of positives for me, really, to, to come out to California and lose to three of the five worst teams in the league in a four-day span. There's, there's not a lot of redeeming qualities at this time of year where I just think the results are what's more important than anything else. Yeah, and we'll see what happens Tuesday because ultimately they control it on the ice. They did it last time, but I don't know how many more of these uh, how many more of these acts can play out this way. But uh, if you would have told me, Chris, before Tuesday's game, that the Leafs would get three excellent goaltending performances, that they would give up the number of goals they gave up, and that a def- defense that's injury ravaged would play really half decent, I would have said four out of six points. Instead, you're talking one out of six points. And they played, in many ways, the exact style that a lot of people question if they can play. Well, and especially these last two nights, right? I mean, they, they allowed two goals against in those games, you know, not counting what happened in the shootout in L.A., you know, over 125 minutes of hockey. I mean, that, that's that's the knock on this team, that they can't play in those tight games, that they, they aren't able to do that. And obviously, I think they, they probably have to sacrifice a little bit of offense to, to attempt to do that. But, you know, the chances were there. I mean, especially... In the game in L.A., you know, there's hit posts and missed breakaways and stuff. You know, they had a, a few pretty good opportunities in the third period here tonight. But, you know, I think a, a, a lot of disappointment in the way they started and, and, you know, really dug a hole against a team that's down its top four defensemen that's really only playing for a draft lottery position at, at this stage of the game, um, you know, just wasn't wasn't good enough. And, and you know, I, I really felt a different post-game mood uh, from, from the Leafs. I think that I think they feel like they're under fire a little bit. Uh, I'm not sure what exactly specifically they're reacting to, maybe just the pressure of the season and some of the media coverage or, or what have you. But, um, you know, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see where they go from here because that was a very deflated dressing room, as you might imagine, post-game. Yeah, and personally, CJ, I think you've done a fair job covering this team. Uh, Mitch Marner suggested the Leafs should stay off social media. Uh, what grounds would make you stay off social media, CJ? Well, when I retire, I'm right off. I can tell you that much. I mean, putting up with some of the crap on Twitter is uh, it's, it's just a workplace hazard at this point. Obviously, it's an important part of our job. But, you know, I'm, I'm nowhere near retirement age or retirement ability with uh, my financial situation. But I'll, I'll be done when I'm done, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I do. Uh, what do you make of those comments, though, for Mitch Marner? Because he, you know, to, a, to a credit Mitch Marner, he has stepped up the last couple games and been pretty vocal and, and, and maybe calling out his team a bit. He was, and, and look, he took ownership for that penalty he took at the end of the second period there, and he said that was a frustration penalty. It can't happen, and it won't happen again. 
Um, you know, I give him credit for facing that. You know, Austin Matthews took ownership on his turnover on the, the Adam Henrique goal in the third period. You know, I do think we're seeing these guys show a little bit more maturity, I guess, in the way they're they're dealing with this stuff. You know, they've, they've been around the block a little bit. You know, the, the, the question specifically, actually, Mitch had brought up a couple times without prompting that they, the, the Leafs aren't going to feel any pressure, that they have faith they're going to score, that, that this is just a little blip in time, that they don't feel like they have to change anything, that, that it's, it's just going to come for them. This is just a small uh, snapshot of time. And then I just asked him, are you guys feeling pressure? And that's when he he, he mentioned that, you know, that, that they know that there's a lot of critics out there, that they're, a lot of people are coming at them uh, with the way they play, that, that they have to stay off social media. It kind of makes you wonder if, Maybe there's a team directive on that, or maybe that's just something Mitch has decided to do on his own. But, you know, I I, I get why they, they probably feel a little bit under fire. This, there's huge expectations on this season, and based how they've played, they, they haven't lived up to them. You know, it's not to say they can or they won't. Uh, they're still holding a playoff spot. There's still a chance to salvage something out of this year, but it really they, they've struggled to get to the, the level I think most people expected them to, and you know, it's a little bit perplexing because a lot of the individual performances have been there. You know, Nylander scores his 30th goal tonight. Uh, Matthews is still in great position. He had 50. Marner's, uh, you know, points per game is, is where you'd expect it to be. But as a collective whole, they're, they're, they're still searching for something. And uh, time is running short now on, on this year. You know, since we're talking about Mitch Marner, and it's funny, uh, Chris, I was just saying it's like the old days. Don't read the papers. Don't listen to the radio or, or watch TV back when, uh, the the teams had no control of the information they disseminate. Now they do. So, you know, Mitch Marner's honesty, I'd say, yeah, why would you be on social media? Why would you ever read that crap? Like, I mean, really? So uh, I, I think that's a good idea. And the other thing is, Elliot talked about it. I should say, too, I'm not in, unsympathetic to that. I mean, yeah. I think about it. I'm, I'm a fraction uh, of, as notable as Mitch Marner or any of these these players, and, and I take a lot of crap. And, and so they're young guys, and... I can only imagine what what their social media feeds look like yeah. when they're in a losing run like this. So yeah. you know, I don't, and, he, and he's 22. I'm my mid 30s. So 28. I think it's yeah. I, I'm 38. Yeah, yeah. no, but but but, <laughs> but but you you have to do as part of your job, really. Like you're gathering information. You know, I mean, I'm just so I I think but you I know. I think it's a real thing. I guess is what I'm saying. Like yeah. I don't think it's. Uh, I think it's really big nowadays that, that it's probably smart for them to stay off. At this absolutely. Point. Absolutely. You got the, so I, I think that's advice well heated. And, and the other part is, so Elliot mentioned it. And I think if there's one thing that came out of Mike Babcock's, that infamous postseason dual press conferences, I love when he said, I want Willie Nylander get to get his swagger back. And Willie Nylander got his swagger back. And you see the results. Mitch Marner's stats are great. I want Mitch Marner to get a swagger back. I, I, it's, you know, like it's, there's a swagger. If you can walk the walk, Kawhi Leonard or baseball player, whatever it may be, it's not an arrogant thing. You know, it's about, and there's, there's, there's little things that way that the Mitch Marner swagger, some of those coming in like a thousand miles an hour and you know, whatever it may be, I don't see the stats are great. And I, I can't be over critical of his play, but I thought it was an interesting observation by Elliot, and I thought about it, and then I I put it back to you know Babcock's comment, and I, I I like that swagger. It's missing. Well, it's almost like some of the magic's not there. You know the way he can dance with the puck and some of the vision and, and plays he makes. I mean, look, he, he did score an all-world goal on Tuesday night in San Jose. You know, one that will be on the highlight reel. I would I would guess among the top goals of the entire season when when this year's 
said and done. But, you know, part of me has wondered if playing with Austin Matthews, in a sense, has, has hurt that. And, and I mean that only in the, in the idea that, you know, I think when, when those two are on the ice together, Mitch Marner's handling the puck less uh, than he would have been. And, and certainly last year we saw, you know, quite often when he was on the line with Hyman and Tavares that he was often the one transporting it up the ice and, and making a lot of plays in the offensive zone. You know, those guys are more dig it out or, you know, in Tavares's case, uh, trying to find an opening around the net because he's got such a knack for, for finding those, those soft spots and, and burying goals from uh, the high danger areas. And, and, you know, Marner was doing a lot of that work, whereas, you know, Matthews can, can carry the puck in his own right. And, you know, maybe it's also to, to go back to another Mike Babcock line. Maybe the problem is there's only one puck and you got two very special players who, who like to have it, who like to control it. You know, that, that could be part of what you're sacrificing by playing them together. And, and it was one thing I, I kind of thought tonight, you know, to me, the offense has grown a bit stale. The power play has grown a bit stale. I, I just wondered maybe if there's an opportunity there to, to, to jumble the forward lines a bit or try to try to look for something different. And, and, you know, I know they're in a tough spot. They've only got 12 healthy forwards at this point in time. There's, there's only so much they can do, but um, you know, they're, they're, they're looking for it right now. And it would be, it would be, be nice if Mitch Marner could rediscover some of that magic because I'm, I'm with you. I think that you're not, you're not seeing it quite to the level you have in the past. And it's, I'm not saying that as a shot. I think he's, he's played pretty great this year, but I, I think he's got another level in him. And we'll see if Morgan Raleigh uh, returns to the Maple Leafs lineup as soon as Tuesday against Tampa Bay Lightning. And Toronto's got 13 games to figure this thing out. Uh, CJ, thanks so much and safe travels home, okay? All right, boys. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Take care. There's Chris Johnson of Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca, and Hockey Night in Canada following this uh, 2-1 loss to the Anaheim Ducks, the Maple Leafs 0-2-1 on this road trip, by the way. Now their overall record under Sheldon Keefe, still respectable, 26-15-5. Very respectable. 13 games left. They're five points up on the Florida Panthers for third in the Atlantic, and the Panthers do have the elusive uh, two games in hand. For now, we're going to turn things over to uh, Sheldon Keefe. Sheldon, you go back to work next week and, and learn in terms of being more effective through the middle and, and specifically maybe in front of the opposition net to, to get a better result than you got here tonight. Well, obviously, we look at the last couple of games, you know, and really on this trip, we haven't been able to generate much offensively. Um, so that, yeah, that's part of it. When you look at a lot of the goals that we have scored here in recent games, a lot of it's been happening in around the net. and. Yeah, we need to have more of a presence in there. But, um, you know, it's an interesting road trip. I mean, if you'd ever think that a, our team would give up two goals in two games and, and uh, only come away with one point, uh, you'd probably think we were talking about a different team. But uh, that's the reality. That's the way it was this week. Um, the offense dried up for us. You know, a lot of things that have been going in for us uh, haven't and didn't on uh, this trip. And... You don't get results as a result. What's it going to keep the keep the spirit of the team up after this road trip? Well, it's it's difficult, but I think just the fact that I mean our, te- our team takes a lot of heat for how we defend and what we give up and how many goals we give up and all those types of things and how wide open the games are. Um, we've focused a lot on that as a team in terms of slowing a lot of that stuff down. <clears throat> and I think we've done that for, for quite a while here now. Now, today wasn't as good as yesterday in that regard, but uh, we've got to find ways within that to generate offense. And uh, I think the, the positives are that our guys would feel good about the fact that 
they're playing in these tight games and feel good about the fact on the, on the back-to-back at the end of the trip here that we have our best period in the third and have a pretty strong push uh, throughout the period. But, you know, we'll, we'll regroup and uh, be ready to play on home ice. What are you seeing on the power play this last stretch since it's gone a bit dry? Yeah, it has gone dry. And really what I'm seeing is a lot of the shots that had been going in for us haven't aren't going in uh, here in recent games and uh, so when that happens you, you, we've got to really look at things and see what we can change and see what we can do a little differently to find some different looks and change things up a little bit you know we've scored at pretty much a ridiculous pace for quite some time here now and and you know over time those things dry up a little bit and you've got to make adjustments would you agree that uh, goalies seem to really be getting a read on Austin on the shot now and sliding over to make that save, anticipating it's coming. How do you kind of get around that going forward? I know it's only one part of those. Yeah, I I think that's that, that's part of it. Sure, they know where the shot's coming, but uh, you know, also if I were a betting man, I would I would think that those are going to go in here in the near future. What's your sense of how the guys are dealing with the frustration? Obviously, we talked about how they they like to score. Mitch was like really upset with himself on that penalty he took. He said that was frustration. Yeah. What just what's your sense of how these guys are, are processing it? Well, I I, th- I thought that was definitely a frustration penalty, and we didn't like that. That's not uh, not a good characteristic for us, and especially in such a close game, we've got to stay composed and we got to stay with it. We talked about that a little bit before the game. Just to, you know, we can't if we don't fill the net in the first period. We can't lose our cool and get frustrated with it. We got to, you know, stay with it and uh, have faith and confidence that we are going to score. We're a team that does score and will score. Um, you know, it didn't happen for us on this trip, and that's disappointing. Obviously, we wish we had played better. I think the disappointing part of this game here for me is the first period. You know, we've got to have a better start here, coming off the back to back and coming off not getting a point yesterday. We got to have a better start than we did. Um, so that's the disappointing part, but uh, I think that in terms of the frustration, I think you know that we'll be fine, and we've got a few days here now for things to settle and where we group and get back ready to play. Yeah, six or seven at home and some spacing between those games. Uh, how important will that be in terms of progressing through March? Yeah, it is important. We got a little bit of rest here, which first of all is important just for us getting back uh, home and get back on, on Eastern time and all that kind of stuff. So we'll have ample time to prepare to get back and play on home ice. And we haven't played great there uh, for, for a while now. Uh, so you know, we've got to be excited about a chance to play there, but recognize that we've got to find ways to play better on home ice, and we're still looking for more consistency, both in our effort and our results. Do you think you've gotten any closer to consistency on this trip during this week, or is that maybe grasping for something? I think I think in parts of our game we did. I, I, I also think that we also were showing real signs of fatigue, I think, in particular on our defense from the guys that we've asked a lot from. Uh, and getting CC back today is a positive step in that direction, but I just look at some of our other guys that are playing a lot of minutes and kind of in the wrong slots, and it seems to be catching up a little bit to our group. So luckily the schedule is letting up a little bit on us here now, and just said CC's... Uh, CC's return is, is a positive step for us, and Riley's return is not too far away, you know, we expect, and um, that's going to help our group, and that in itself, I think, will give us some extra life. All right, that, of course, Sheldon Keefe, the head coach of the Maple Leafs, following a 2-1 loss tonight in Anaheim, wrapping up an 0-2-1 California trip. Uh, rather dejected-sounding um, Sheldon Keefe with not many answers, and at this point, they're probably exhausted and 
and I've said everything they need to say. And now you, you just, you, you got to flip the switch. And on Tuesday, you got to figure this out quickly, Gord. Cause again, there's still some separation in the standings, but the Panthers got some players on that roster and they can turn things around quickly. Yeah. I mean, right now, some of the leaf gun, big guns have been playing like Barkov and Huberto have lately for the Florida Panthers and Sheldon Keefe, you know, he articulated what, you know, what can you say, right? Same things like who would have thought you give up so few goals and you would get this kind of result. Uh, I am fatigued by the talk of fatigue, okay? I'm fatigued by it. But weren't we talking earlier this year that don't they have to play their big boys more? You yeah, know? I just don't. Like I, like the fatigue park, I don't know what you're asking of guys. I know they had three and four nights, which isn't usual of late, but they have a break getting down there. they Not got a break enough, after. You know? So you win, you don't get tired. It's funny. Losing games like this is tiring. It's, it's, it's mentally tiring. You know that. So if he wants to say that, that's fine. But... Uh, Man, it's, um, yeah, the, the fatigue part. We heard it early, the, all the back-to-backs, all that stuff under Mike Babcock. Um, I'm, we're just tired, and you got to be tired of seeing games like we did the last three. So we'll set up uh, Tuesday night, um, as you heard there in the scrum, six of the next seven at Scotiabank Arena. So, so per- perhaps some home cooking had figured things out for the Maple Leafs, at least offensively. But you got Tampa on Tuesday night, Gord. Good luck. Well, they won on the road against yeah. Tampa. That's what it is. They won at home against Pittsburgh. They've won some tough games when you least expect it. And that's, again, what we go back to. They get a chance to um, do the talking on the ice. All right. Thanks to Sam McKee, Josh Santos, and Kyle Norris behind the glass for their hard work. And to you, Gord Selleck. The Maple Leafs falling 2-1 to the Anaheim Ducks. And now long, long, long flight home after this 2-1 loss to the Anaheim Ducks. Leafs Nation postgame brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. Take care.